Welcome to Beauty by Design, the intersection of inner and outer beauty. I'm your host, Michaela McLean, a master esthetician who uses human design to empower people to love and accept themselves from the inside out. Let's get you high on you. Hey everyone, welcome back and thank you for joining me. It is Mercury retrograde time. Ah, If you've heard this one before, I'm going to leave a timestamp in the show notes so that you can skip to where I discuss the gates and the signs that this particular Mercury retrograde is happening in. Um, So yeah, you can skip ahead if you've heard this one before, but we're going to go through all the ins and outs of what this transit means. So Mercury retrograde is something that's really entered the awareness of the general public in the last few years and strikes fear in the hearts of some. But what is it really? Is it a time to lose your cool and totally freak out? Hmm. Listen on and find out. First and foremost, the whole thing is an optical illusion and only appears to be happening from our earthbound perspective. So isn't that something interesting to consider? It's all about your perspective. What isn't? Um, you know, it's not a time to freak out, but to have awareness. Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year for approximately three weeks at a time. So basically, it always feels like it's happening. <laughs> Venus and Mars retrograde far less frequently, and the outer planets spend huge portions of every single year retrograde. The sun and the moon never do. They do not retrograde. Um, You know, it's both the proximity to us here on Earth, coupled with the high frequency of occurrence that makes us more aware of Mercury, and the fact that people tweak out about it constantly. (laughs) So let's talk a little about a little bit about Mercury itself as a planet first. Um, in mythology, Mercury was the messenger of the gods. He rules the mind, thought, communication, even technology and travel. In human design, it's added that it's about the expansion of human consciousness. So your own Mercury placements indicate the things you've been programmed with to communicate, to think about, which is really cool because you can derive additional significance from the gate placements you have in your chart, right? Not just your Mercury sign, Um, astrology sign, but the gate, and then of course, down deeper into the line number, even think about the center that it's located in, you know, what energetic theme is it carrying? Me personally, my Mercury, I have a Mercury in Aquarius. Um, It's in gate 30, gate 30 is located in the emotional solar plexus. Like that's something that I can really dig into and, and, you know, kind of understand. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm supposed to be deep. (laughs) Like I'm supposed to like be in it, get into things, you know, and really have a passion for that. So that's fun. And then of course, and there's the unconscious side as well. So, um, gate 26, line six for my unconscious. Anyway, um, yeah, you can really, you can really just dig in and, you know, get a deeper understanding that you're like, wow, that is the stuff I think about all the time or what I communicate or what have you, you know, um, in astrology, Mercury is considered a personal planet or one of the inner planets, meaning that it's close to us and it has a major impact. Uh, Mercury is closest to the sun and is only ever able to be up to 28 degrees away from the sun. So that means Mercury can only be either in the same sign that the sun is in or one sign either side. So I just said, you know, I have Mercury in Aquarius. I am a Pisces sun. Pisces, Venus, and Mars all in, you know, we're getting in Pisces, but my Aquarius is hanging back in my Aquarius. My Mercury is hanging back in Aquarius. <laughs> so those are the like my only options would be a 
Mercury in Pisces, a Mercury in Aquarius, or one ahead Mercury in Aries. So side note on that one, your Mercury placement is a great place to look if somebody doesn't really jive with their sun sign, because think about it, right? Mercury rules the way you think and communicate, and that's a pretty big part of your personality. So anyway, back to this 28 degree thing. I like to think of Mercury and the sun like walking a dog on a retractable leash. Mercury moves really fast. It's our mind racing off ahead of us that, that we many of us have a tendency to do, you know, think too far ahead. And when it gets to the end of its leash, the sun reels it back in. So let's get into some of the commonly accepted do's and don'ts of a Mercury retrograde transit. It's often said, don't make major purchases, specifically electronics. Um, don't travel or buy plane tickets. Uh, don't sign contracts. Check on your passwords, security measures. You know, don't plan for a major launch or push or, you know, beginning a business during a Mercury retrograde period, any of that kind of stuff. But why is that? All of the stuff that Mercury rules it's, it's, this is what it's about, right? It's like all the things that it rules, it's, it's not doing its normal thing. It's not functioning at its normal, um, at its normal capacity right now. You know, it's kind of off. Um, but honestly, three weeks is a hot minute. And then when you add in the pre and post retrograde shadows, um, which those are two, oh, some extra time at the beginning of the retrograde and at the end of the retrograde, usually lasting for a couple weeks each. Um, they are, it, it's basically, it's like Mercury first hits the point where it will later retrograde back to. And then this, the, the post shadow is like where it's trying to catch up to where it all started. Sorry. Kind of going off down all sorts of tangents. Anyway, that said, people, you know, that, we're talking weeks, weeks on end, three to four times a year. People still need to be able to like live their lives. So I, I encourage you to do so, but do so with awareness. So if you have to sign a contract, read it multiple times over, have it triple checked. If it's a new laptop, check the return policy, you know, back up your electronic data. Um, if you're going somewhere, allow for extra travel time, check on those passwords, so on and so forth. Some of the things you can expect with a Mercury retrograde transit are delays, difficulty with electronics and technology, general confusion, mental fog, struggles with clear communication and thinking, and things just kind of generally going awry. So it's not considered a time to start new things, but to actually go back and tie up loose ends. Everything crossed off your to-do list, you know, like going back to that dog leash analogy, how often do you let your mind and your life sort of race off without actually completing things like putting a bow on it? So this is where we get into those re prefixes that are always associated with retrograde, the re re. I love to throw out keywords and, you know, see if something comes to mind that you can apply them to. Recalibrate, regenerate, redo, reboot, Review, revise, renew, rejuvenate, reassess, restore, refresh, revitalize, rebalance, recharge, renegotiate. I want to take a moment to say I really like to think of Mercury retrograde as a time to consider your mental health, right? Look at what's draining your mental battery. Are you hooked on a negative thought loop? These transits offer you a periodic permission slip to slow down and address everything that may be slipping through the cracks, right? Again, Mercury's trying to race off too far ahead. That's a metaphor for life. 
Um, in human design, we know every aura type has a not self cue that lets you know that you're out of alignment and, you know, kind of ask yourself right now, is this feeling coming up in you and where in your life? So I would say it's the warning light, you know, for manifestors, it's anger. Generators, it's frustration. Manifesting generators, you know, they are generators. Um, it's frustration, maybe a little side helping of anger. Uh, projectors, it's bitterness also being run down and depleted and reflectors it's disappointment but you did you also know you know there's a not self for every single one of the centers as well they all have themes so considering this is mercury let's let's think of the mind the ajna you know and it's not self it houses a lot of potential anxiety and it can not self by trying to convince others that you're certain you know feeling like you need to know things being rigid in your way of thinking or feeling like you're lost and you don't know what to think constantly thinking about things that don't matter uh you know what should i really say What I need to figure this out, weighing pros and cons, trying to bring thoughts to fruition. Human design always reminds us to stop allowing the mind to interfere and to drop into your body. Your body's wisdom is so amazing and we always are overpowering it with the mind. You know, trust your individual authority to make your decisions, never ever your mind. So strategy and authority, guys. And here's a few fun notes to add about Mercury retrograde. It's sometimes said that those are that those who are born with Mercury retrograde in their birth charts are actually in their element during these periods. So check your natal astrology chart for a little set of letters looks like RX, like a prescription. And it's going to be like the little pharmacy sign. It's going to be next to the Mercury symbol. Um, you, you guys might be on fire during these transits. And then also if you're a Gemini, or Virgo sun sign or Gemini or Virgo rising. It said that Mercury retrograde has more of an impact on you because Mercury is your ruling planet. So again, I'm a Pisces, but I'm a Virgo rising and Gemini rules my 10th house. So Mercury retrograde could, would possibly in theory mess with me a little bit more than the average person. I don't know. Um, I try not to get too hung up on that, but I, but I also want to deliver all the information. So there you have it. So that covers the basics of Mercury retrograde, but to go even deeper, we're going to look at the sign or signs it's moving through and deeper still the human design gates, the centers, you know, to me, that is where things start to get really interesting. So I actually have to travel during this Mercury retrograde. And I knew it months ago when I booked my plane ticket. Um, you know, I was like double, triple, quadruple checking things like really just, whew, you know, like tummy in a bit of a, oh God, are we seriously doing this at this time? Um, I'll be in Dallas. I'll be lecturing at Aesthetic Next 4.0, um, big, big aesthetic medicine conference. And I'll be delivering three lectures. And while I'm not trying to play into the fear, you better believe I am taking all of this into consideration. <laughs> And did months ago. Um, I'll be packing accordingly, right? Putting putting my little air tags on my luggage, um, you know, over over preparing for presentations. Um, you know, okay, just just kind of, you know, just trying to be so 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 on it. Um, basically, just 
cross your fingers for me and everybody involved. I'm also thinking I'm going to take my little, um, my mini travel mic and, and maybe podcast from there. And then we'll see. It's like, maybe, maybe it won't even get recorded. Who knows? I'm not, I don't want to put that out there, but like I said, cross your fingers for me, say a little prayer. Whew. Yeah. Um, hope I get, get there and get home on time, all that good stuff. Anyway, we're currently in the shadow period already. Mercury stations retrograde in Libra on September 9th and goes all the way to October 2nd when it will station direct in Virgo. So we're looking at Libra themes of balance, beauty, harmony, homeostasis, and Virgo themes of purity, refinement, and analyzation. So this time, you know, we're, we're going to do September, October, um, the transits are taking place over three gates. So it's beginning in Libra's gate 18, moving back through gate 46, which is both a Libra and Virgo gate, and then finishing in Virgo gate six. So we've got collective logic in the spleen, collective abstract in the G center, and then tribal defense circuitry with the emotional solar plexus at play, right? This is like a whole variety of stuff going on. So let's talk about those three gates and give you something to mentally marinate on. Um, it's good to have something to do versus just freak out about a planetary event you have no control over. Um, use the time to your advantage for personal growth and evolution. So these will all be um, their own episodes, right? As the sun transits, how I track the gates. Um, but here's a little taste of what's coming. So we start in gate 18, which is known as the gate of correction in the I Ching. The name is work on what has been spoiled. Um, this it, particular energy, and I have this guy four times in my chart, uh, it can be hypercritical and corrective, it's perfectionistic tendencies, right? But it's collective energy. And so that means that it's not meant to be used on another, on, on anybody else, on an individual level, right? On you or someone. Um, it's about making yourself of service by, you know, seeing in, in this is the spleen. So it's instinctual. It's intuitive. Like people with 18, we just know, we know when something's off. We know what's been spoiled, like, and know how to correct it, right? So, um, right. It's making yourself of service. You know, you can see what's not working. Um, even injustices on a collective level, right? Where 18 people help improve society for everybody. Use, use that extremely discerning eye for identifying what is out of balance and help make it right. So it's, Basically, it's the energy of like massive upgrades, you know, like the Midas touch editor in chief vibes, um, when it's used in a positive manner. And I mean, in the jinkies, like the gift in the city of this, of gate 18 is integrity and perfection. So blessing and a curse, right? Um, so anyway, my Mercury retrograde journal prompt or food for thought on this one is how can I help make things better and upgrade life for everyone? Then I'll be moving back through 46. Like I said, it's a bridge gate between the two and 46 is known as pushing upward. It's the gate of determination of the self. And the keynote here is the love of the body determination um, to follow through, right? So here we are in the G center. It's like the themes of love, identity and direction. This is specifically about love. So gate 46 is one of the love gates in human design. And this is all about having a love for your physical vessel, what it means to be in a body, to be embodied, 
right? It's, it is the body aspect of the mind, body, spirit connection. So not about vanity, but about the care, uh, for your physical vehicle, you know, that your soul gets to ride around in. And I love that this gate is straddles both Virgo and Libra because it's multidimensional, right? Virgo is health, wellness, healing, and Libra is balance, beauty, and aesthetic appeal. My journal prompt for this one, for this Mercury retrograde is, am I allowing my mind, there's Mercury, am I allowing my mind to interfere with me loving and appreciating my own body? And then we're going to be entering gate six, where it's going to be going direct. And six is known as conflict is the gate of friction. And it states that growth cannot exist without friction. This is the gate that creates the awareness of feelings, moods, and sensitivity. And the keynote for this one, fear of intimacy, it's kind of a diaphragm that generates a wave by either opening or closing to intimacy. Nervousness about revealing who you really are. Um, gate six is also the skin. This is my conscious earth where I'm meant to be grounded. So I always find that funny because yes, the skin, hi. <laughs> Um, it's related to the body's pH. And I always say that this is why I think I've always been overly concerned about the pH of like skincare products. Um, I really see it as, you know, your energetic pH, the pH of your aura. So my journal prompt with this one, and I was, um, working on the gate six episode just, just earlier because I am batching a bunch of episodes to get ready for my trip so that they're ready. And, um, the gate six one is, you know, it's great. It's highly interesting. I think, but again, I'm partial because I have it. Um, the journal prompt for this one is what do you allow to permeate your aura? Who or what do you get close to or that you keep at arm's length? Um, and then considering that this is a Virgo gate, where may you benefit from being more discerning and discriminating in your life? And then where is it affecting you? Um, I may, I may, I may not, we'll see. I may put a post up over on the gram to go into astrological detail of where in your life this will be affecting you. We'll see. Um, it's, it, this is a really busy time as me, I'm getting prepared for, for my trip and just so many things going on, kids going back to school, all that. Um, and honestly, I don't enjoy wasting my time on Instagram. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, that's just not my place. Um, so we'll see. I may or may not. Otherwise, look to the houses in your astrology chart, right? Not your human design chart, your astrology chart to see uh, where Libra and Virgo sit, like what houses are ruled by them. And that's where you can determine um, where this is affecting you. So in my case, I'm a Virgo rising. This is going to be first house and Libra occupies my second. So first and second house business for me. So I'm really going to pay attention to these Mercury themes, these gates, all of that as it applies to first and second house in my chart. So read for your rising sign. You can determine how that all plots out. I probably, who knows, I probably will do, do something just to kind of like make sense of that um, for people. Cause I know sometimes that can be a little bit confusing. Anyway, we're going to we're going to put a bow on it, right? Uh, I will be back soon with more. If this episode was of value to you, I would love it if you would leave a five star rating and review to help more people discover this information. If you would like to learn more human design, stay tuned. I'm creating some new ways to work with me other than one on one sessions. Uh, we're getting into classes, trainings, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, both, both virtually is the plan, but also in person. Um, 
travel and then also here in town, Spokane, um, at the Anamkara Healing Center, doing some cool things there with them as well. So you can follow me on Instagram at Michaela McLean. Like I said, might put something up for this. <laughs> you can get my free 23 page guide to human design basics. That link will be in the show notes. And of course, until next time, have a beautiful day and see you on the other side of this Mercury retrograde. Thank you for listening to Beauty by Design. I appreciate you being here and would love to connect even deeper. The easiest way to reach me is on Instagram at Michaela McLean. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share so we can help as many people as possible feel beautiful by design.